Okay, great debates time. Hi, how is everybody? I'm so ready. I'm, I'm ready. Be in the pumped. same room again. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Physical presence makes yeah. the debate electric. Feeling the pheromones bouncing around in the debatatorium. Did we the come here to feel pheromones? No, we came no. here to debate. That's why I've um, first went to my calculator and then went to the timer on my phone to put up a timer of four minutes. I'm going to introduce a topic for debate, and I am going to have Dave King take the pro. Yeah. Micro-debate, watching movies that are, quote, so bad they're good, is a good use of your time. Of course it's a good use of your time. We know what kind of movies we're talking about, and I think there's an important caveat here, which is that they have to truly be so bad that they're actually good. What does that mean? Well, to me, it usually means that they're funny in a way. They're like unintentionally funny. They're enjoyable. They're the kind of movies that you, frankly, tend to watch with other people, which is a lot of fun. They're the kind of movie where you go, oh, we're going to watch this dumb movie. We're going to get together, and we're going to laugh at how stupid it is. And because it's like, you know a social endeavor most of the time, it's a great use of your time. Now, if you're watching it alone, you can always learn something from watching any movie, especially if it's so bad that it's good. You're learning about the mistakes that the movie made, or even if you just find it enjoyable because it's so bad, what's the harm in that? Anytime you're sitting down and consuming some piece of art, whether it's terrible or not, I think that's a great use of your time. Watching movies what? that are so bad they're dumb. Are you here? Is a waste of your time. Those movies are dumb. The amusement of making fun of a product that people made that went wrong somewhere along the line is just not high. It's not a truly soul nourishing or spiritually uh, uplifting way to spend your time. It might give you some cheap laughs, but I've found in my experience, not one of these movies really is worth more than 20 minutes of your time. Sure. It's kind of funny to watch the lousy special effects and, uh, you know, plan nine from outer space or something. Well, that or movie's the, not so bad that it's good. Can you give me some examples? No, not okay. really, but it's the up rooms. to the, it's up to the listener to decide. I didn't enjoy watching the room, Okay, but that means that it was to me, it was not so bad it, that it was good. <laughs> It didn't qualify. I mean, you realize that you're just kind of like making it so we're not debating anything. It's just if if the movie's not if you don't get a good use of your time, then the movie wasn't so yeah, bad that it's I actually, good. I think you're making a good point here, which is that like the the topic itself is almost like it it sort of is a it's sort of a closed loop of logic. If it's good, if it's so truly so bad that it is good, then it's good. And that's a good use but of it's your not, time. The, the listener, I think his name was Kevin, he put quotes around so bad that it's good. And that's where I think it comes undone because there aren't any movies that are so bad they're good. There are a couple movies that are mildly amusing because of what catastrophes they are or what sort of wrongheaded premises they have. Mm -hmm. But those movies are not as good as just like any of the 1,000 good movies from the history of movies. You wouldn't rather watch any so bad it's good movie than Apollo 13 or... Uh, you know, con air. Okay. So I, I, I have an example that's come to mind. I can't remember the name of it, but it's basically a movie that is a, uh, it, it's a beat for beat ripoff of the movie teen wolf, but it's about a kid who turns into food. And I watched it at Harris's house with a bunch of friends. And it was like one of the most fun nights of my like, life. Take away the Harris and the fun friends. And I don't think that's a good time at all. I like, would have enjoyed you're, you're, watching you were, it at home. You were lucky, you were lucky enough day. to be with some of the funniest people who ever lived. 
bully for you, but that's not a good way to spend and your time. You know what? And also, the funniest people on earth or that ever lived or whatever hyperbole you're using about that group of people. Well, I'm just being make jokes really. that were funny than the actual things that happened in the movie. I mean, we were in hysterics about the choices that they made in the movie. And yeah, is it the most soul fulfilling use? Are you? Are is it a little bit mean to laugh at the? amount of man hours that went into me I guess in some way yes I don't think that means that it's a waste of time I think if you're having a good time either by yourself or with your friends that's a great use of time I think actually Dave that a little bit of that snarkiness and that criticism that nourished a side of you that holds you back and is a side that I see in you a lot the critical side the snarky side and when you tell me a story that you had a lot of fun making fun of this movie I know that you internalize some of that I gotta try to find this movie. I don't know. Mm. I don't know if I can decide. Mm. Uh, It's fine. You're only the moderator. I I don't think the moderator should have to decide. The ref doesn't have to decide who won the basketball game. He should just. Yeah, it's tiring. Leave it to the listeners. Yeah, fair. But just some observations that we would appreciate. Sure. So um, I think I was. I felt that um, I I didn't get anything that I could sink my teeth into in this debate, that and I really wanted more than just um, kind of like talking generally about an experience that it doesn't sound like either of us or any of us have really meaningfully had, except for one time that Dave did it, and it sounded like maybe that was the most concrete example of a pretty fun time, but it's hard to tell if it was because of the company or the activity or what. I feel like I was like a minute away from taking us to some really interesting psychological territory. <laughs> You're really? right. Yeah. I don't know if I believe that. I think I was making Dave uncomfortable. He didn't like it. He knew it was true. And that's where we're at. Are we in host chat? Yeah. I'm pretty clearly. sure that the movie is called the adventures of food boy. Okay, now that sounds like a comedy rather than a movie that's so bad it's good. No, it can be both. I don't know. It, it's, I mean, it's like if the intention is to amuse and delight, does it count as quote so bad it's good? Uh, hmm. I don't know. I liked watching the movie Bloodsport when I was a kid, which huh. I can't. I think was so bad that it was good. I think when you were a kid, you liked it, and I watched it recently when. Hazel was born and I was up all night Uh and there was like nothing to do but watch movies and it was on and I really actually enjoyed it again. It's very bad. (laughs) You know, I just, sorry. I I know you want to move on to other stuff, but I forgot about this. Uh, uh, It's weird that I happened to mention that we were at Harris's house. One of Harris's, core beliefs was that there's no such thing as guilty pleasures. He believed that if you enjoy something, you enjoy it. And that like whether you're enjoying it ironically, it doesn't mm. mean that, that you're if you're enjoying something ironically, you're still enjoying it and that you shouldn't feel guilty about a guilty pleasure. Just as like in the there's no such thing as so bad that it's good. If it's good, it's good. That would have been a good argument to have made in the context of the debate. Tried to. And Healy doesn't believe you don't buy into that. No, I don't really know how to address it except to say that maybe Harris had some guilty pleasures. Well, well, that's true too, but I guess like let's let's move the context to like Mbop. 
Sure. Oh yeah. Okay. That I'm fine. So he'd be like, if you that's like not a guilty like pleasure. It's just yeah. a good song. Like, just like it. You shouldn't be like, oh, you know what I actually like? Mbop. Well, you, you, like, it's like Mbop's great. You can it's a like great it. Song. Yeah. I think that you can't like if some if you you can be aware that something is like mawkish or playing to your sentimentality or something, and like you know the song Danny Boy. Okay, it's a corny song that makes you cry every time. Crazy choice. But whatever. It just it happened cool. to be on my mind because cool. I was in Ireland. But like that is. You can enjoy it, like it, and be like, this is manipulating me. I think that's allowed. Okay. And that when people talk about guilty pleasure, they're trying to acknowledge, I know it's manipulating me, but I like it. Interesting. My <laughs> impression of guilty pleasures is totally different, which is that they're like corny pleasures. They're like things that are derided. They're like pop culture things that are like too mainstream to be appreciated as good art. That too, yeah. Okay, all right. Well, yeah. whatever. Hey, we're talking about no, you know, no. I think in a way the conversation has something to do with not wasting your time. Mm -hmm. And I've been meaning in host chat to get back to something go. that came up. Give it to six me. Six or what so months ago. I love it. <laughs> Medina just casually used a phrase and Medina, if there's a history to this phrase or origin, I want it. Because the phrase seemed like you could become a lifestyle guru on just this three-word phrase. Uh -huh. I think you dropped around New Year's. Whoa. Okay. You were talking about your uh, your mother of your child, your child, the three of you, life was fulfilling. It was good. No wasted meals. Whoa. That's what you said. <laughs> really? Yeah. And I'm thinking about the, like, the idea of not wasting any meals. It seems so, it's such a powerful idea. It's an ethical idea, but also a life, how to live your life. No waste. How meals. to get there. Don't uh, talk to me. Wow. Do you remember this? No. Okay. But, okay, let's try to get there. Yeah. Are you still living that way? Yeah, definitely. You don't, you haven't Damn. wasted any meals lately. Um, I can't think of a recent wasted meal cool wow um like that's a goal to aspire to right yeah like mm, it is okay now i'm getting back in that headspace here we go it, okay so here's the thing like you ha as a person out there with choice you have an opportunity every time you're planning on what to eat to enjoy the experience in one way or another yes just today a buddy of mine, uh, of mine and I were going to go hit Cole's French dip because on Tuesdays it's happy hour at Cole's. Nice. And you can get a half dip and fries for something like $6. Ah, good tip. Listener, uh, pro, listener pro tip. And the, my friend was, was, was with someone who I'm going to Cole's right now. And the guy was like, oh, I wish I could go to Cole's. And the, the conversation was like, hey, it's open. You can go there. Just go. In other words, like, you don't have to eat whatever bullshit that you think that you're forcing yourself to eat. Just go out and enjoy it. Or whatever you've got at home can be delicious and enjoyable. And it's just, it's more of a, it's less about what you're eating and I think more about a sort of a Zen approach to life. I like was it, thinking about the phrase and I was seeing your face on the cover of a cookbook. Uh, you know, it's like the, I sort of saw an analog to the Gwyneth Paltrow. Did you see the yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow book that was, it's all easy? Oh, we have it. And here. people went to town on it, but I was kind of like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're close, but I think it's something different. Oh. I think it's like, it's a, 
it's a short it's I don't think it's a cookbook. Mm-hmm. I think it's a book about eating with purpose yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, attitude. Yeah. I don't think it's a recipe book. I think it's like a short I'm almost picturing like the little green book that Harvey Penick wrote about golf, which is just like of almost kind of like spiritual, very like mm. one page at a time, thoughtful digest mm-hmm. about ideas surrounding the sort of like eat it like the home table experience and eating out, eating with purpose, eating I, with intent. Around the corner from you at any given moment is something that's worth eating. Damn, I guarantee you. Yeah. And if you read someone like Jonathan Gold or whatever, like these guys clearly agree. It's not about like, oh, where are we judging the best places are? It's like, is there something out there where there's one menu item at this joint that like is it, there's some intention behind? There's a voice there. There's some heritage that I want to experience. There's a perspective. And and like, guess what? And especially in places like Los Angeles, like it's it's a few blocks away from wherever you are. Hmm. I'm working on not wasting any meals. <laughs> I mean, uh, if anybody else wants to join me, come along. It's a great headspace to get into. Yeah. No wasted meals. All right. But should, we didn't come here to not waste meals. Mm. I think maybe Medina should start like an apparel line. Oh, yeah. With yeah. The, something. So there's some <laughs> wasted goop. Uh, he needs to start like goop. What's Goop? Gwyneth Paltrow's newsletter, uh, lifestyle, yeah. everything. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll figure something out. I'm into um, it. I'm do you want to do another debate? I do. Is that the idea here? Okay. I've I, got a very simple topic. Uh-huh. Healy's going to take the pro on this. The topic is wine isn't dumb. I'm Steve Healy. I'm taking the pro we All, know who you are. We're 18 minutes into the episode. Dude, you know, people listen to podcasts and they lose track of the voices. It doesn't hurt. Put some signposts up. Mm. Help me out. Am I a terrible person for trying to help the listener a little bit, bud? Also, when golfers like approach the ball, they have their little routine that they do that mm. before they hit. And that's why I respect the like. I'm just trying to get you off your game. It's good. It's working. it's working. Okay. Wine. Isn't dumb. Who is this? Sometimes when you debate, you have the easier side of the argument, and your job is basically just going to be to withstand a couple uh, crude assaults, you know, like a, a person defending a fort from some barbarians. I think that's going to be my situation in this debate. Does wine have excesses? Yes. As the sommeliers, uh, pitter-patter of bullshit and the way he pours you the wine a little bit much sometimes is wine on the whole delicious yes a good drink to have yes part of a a wonderful unwasted dinner yes a thing that brings people together yes a tradition that's gone on for thousands of years yes Uh, one of from the time of the ancient greeks and the time of the bible something people have prized and cherished yes is it still pretty good yes is there innovation in it yes is there is this a great time for wine yes 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 wine isn't dumb wine's great don't overthink it when you picture the Who's talking? Who is this? I'm not answering that. The people know who I am. Our names are on the damn iTunes thing when you, I think, maybe. It's Dave King. He's taking the con. 
on the topic, wine isn't dumb. There is nothing worse than people who get super into wine. People who impress you with their knowledge of wine. I'm not talking just about sommeliers. I'm talking about like <clears throat> Wall Street jerks who want to order the, the expensive bottle of wine and want to show off because they know the difference between the whatever 78 Beaujolais and the who gives a crap. Let me pause you for a second. How, how, how often have you encountered this jerk versus seen it sort of as a character in a movie? The main, one of the, the main reason in I'm real going to life, argue, has you ever seen this the guy? The main reason I'm going to argue that wine is dumb is for the simple reason that in blind taste tests, very often, and I know this is like a hacky thing to say, but the $3 bottle of wine beats the $100 bottle of wine regularly. We're ripping people off. People are wasting literally billions of dollars on packaging, on labels, on reputation. It's absurd. Wine is so dumb. It's a huge, wasteful enterprise. We're, it's like it's shameful what we're doing. You're selling a product to people that they don't actually enjoy more and charging them more simply because you can. It's conspicuous consumption at its absolute worst. Uh, another reason that it's bad is that it gets you drunk. It's it's an alcohol product. That's not great. Yeah, it's okay to have like a glass. I just want to remind you, it's dumb, not bad. The topic is wine is I'm dumb. I'm sorry, it's dumb. Getting yeah. drunk is dumb, and it's hard not to. Ha it's hard to have just like a half glass of wine when you open it up. It's actually an interesting uh, packaging situation. How there's what four or five glasses in a bottle of wine? Is that about right? Well, even if you're with six, Medina, is that right? Two people splurring, uh, splitting a bottle of wine, that's three glasses. That's going to get you pretty well buzzed. I think that's dumb. End of my opening statement. Healy, you were interrupting okay, let me, me before. You want to get back into that? Let me take down Dave's arguments one by one. I, I, you won't hear any real conflict with anything that I said. Dave said, uh, we can agree, expensive wine can be wasteful. Wine labeling can be manipulative. Wine, I'll even give you wine packaging is imperfect. But nowhere have I heard an argument that wine is dumb. Wine is a good, wonderful drink that's been very popular for something like 6,000 okay, years. Healy, let's go, let's just, let's address this issue. I, we, let's not like get too deep in this. I'm asking you to take that off the table before I embarrass you because you know that just because something has been around for 6,000 years doesn't mean that it's good i love to just fight you idea, i love to fight you on this just, ground because you really think that just because the ancient greeks celebrated it that it should be good i that, think that that dumb. is a power is it not dumb to throw a virgin in the volcano to make sure the sun rises the next day okay they did that ten thousand years you're ago you're smudging together a lot of arguments and i know you think you're on this great point but i actually I don't think at all the, it's, it's like a hacky collective point, human, but I think it needs to be made the collective human experience over time of enjoyment and celebration is evidence of wine's non-dumbness yes i think that's true well if the, we're actually going to talk about the, the way phoenicians the, wine, the ancient israelites if we're going to talk Turks, about the history of wine for a little bit you'd actually find that like dating back for centuries wine was used to point out or to, was used by the dumb characters in literature in Shakespeare. People who drank wine were the dumb ones. They were people like who the, like sex are dumb too. You know the dumbness, the pleasures. People dumb, who like sex are dumb. Smart and dumb people both like it. The fact that a dummy likes boobies doesn't mean boobies are bad, right? That's not evidence. You're just sort of muddling two things together. A dumb guy in Shakespeare likes wine. That doesn't mean wine is dumb. The dumb guy in Shakespeare also likes prostitutes or sex or whatever. Uh, fine. I'm willing to concede that just because a dumb guy in Shakespeare 
Uh, this is your own argument. I know, but it's o- only brought up to refute this stupid idea that, that the ancient Greeks liked wine and therefore it's not dumb. That's a mere, the ancient you, Greeks liked you a know lot that's of dumb one things. pixel in the beautiful canvas of my argument, the beautiful tapestry I'm creating. Gross. I, I, I honestly, do you should, like wine? I honestly yes. feel like we All should end the do. argument right there just because you said one pixel in the beautiful tapestry I of my folk, argument. You know, okay, that's no big disgusting. deal. Disgusting. What? To, to, to pay, What's to, disgusting about to, it? To like grandstand about how gorgeous your argument is? Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. You're picking on like one piece of my argument, not refuting it. Was your, it. it was in your opening statement. And just wasting a, your time. One piece of it? Where, when have you shown us any wine evidence that wine is, is dumb? dumb. People who wine like excess wine is dumb. It, wine foolishness is foolish. Yes, I agree. But the... But the whole wine industry is built on excess. Now, okay, now we're finally on, getting somewhere, and you're still not making any good arguments. You keep interrupting but go ahead, me. Go ahead, you, go ahead. Do, you did this, you did this start last with, week. Start with the wine industry. Like, is those are bad it. arguments. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Last week at the end of the debate, you went, every argument you made was a bad argument. So I guess I won, which I'm, doesn't actually mean anything. It's like the most, Unless the listeners okay. are like, yeah, he's right when I think about it. Wine culture, compared to most cultures that are built on enjoying something, is Built is predicated on the idea of over analysis, over excess. Healy, for some reason, not like baseball culture or sadomasochism culture. Great, I'm glad you chose baseball. Baseball, a sport that can be enjoyed by young and old alike, a sport that every day more than a million and a half people go to the ball game to enjoy. You can know nothing about it, you can be an expert on it, and you can still enjoy baseball. Sub out the word wine for baseball. Same is true. It's not true. Except for young and old. You don't know anything about wine when you go to a restaurant. You, you, chuck. you buy the cheapest one on the menu. You're going to enjoy it. Not so the case. What we've actually found recently with the advent of iPad ordering at restaurants is that the more people feel like they're educated about wine, the more they buy it. And so what now happens? you don't think wine education is dumb. Cool. No, I, I, look, think I dumb. think you can get as much or as little out of wine education as you want. It's it's not dumb. Wine is an interesting topic. You can take it too far, as many people do interesting topics. But that does that we shouldn't throw out the topic itself. What? A lot of people take chess too far. They take uh, uh, reading too far. Do they you t- really believe things that the go too far in a million ways? Chess are, who are hasn't met, a, who hasn't met someone who's a pedant wine? about movies or a jerk about comedy? Nonetheless, these are not dumb things. They're wonderful things. I understand that, but the layperson can talk about comedies in a way that the layperson cannot talk about wine. You're, I don't know anything about wine. You're somehow overthinking and underthinking at the same time. Wine is fermented grape juice. It's delicious. Okay, you want to really get interested in the soil of Burgundy? That's no, cool too. That's but you dumb. don't want to do that? You don't have to. No one's making you. Okay. I think we're done. You seem legitimately angry. I'm not. I... I feel like I could continue making the case that wine isn't dumb. I'm not out of arguments. Well, let's hear some more. Let's keep going. Run up the score. I, I don't like to. You know, I'm happy to no, end the ahead. debate. I concede. Spike the football. Let's end what the debate, Dave. I love debating with you. It's one of my favorite things it to do. Like you enjoyed it this time. You're a guy who enjoys wine, and I would have loved to hear you explain how dumb it is. Is there something dumb about it? Can we find some common ground? I, I already explained why I think it's dumb. Okay. Uh, I'd love to include the moderator in the discussion at this point. (laughs) Again, at the end, I felt like we got somewhere. I think when encapsulated in, in Healy saying, 
if you want to get into enjoy the way it tastes great if you want to get into the differences in soils and burgundy that's great too to each his own yeah um, i'm gonna totally agree checkmate <laughs> that's the case <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I, I was i was stumped okay let's yeah, take it to, let's take this as a teachable I, moment i don't know why every once in a while <laughs> okay wait, 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 wait. i think this is i think we can offer something really valuable on Great, this show please because you and i have both had the experience of you're fucked you're having a you're terrible fucked. side <laughs> you, and every person who's ever who's ever like gets in conversational arguments has sure. been so Graceful exits, the fighting retreat. How do we, what are some effective ways to extract yourself from a debate that you've lost? So I would, let's start with what not to do is to say, I think this is over. And then then sit quietly and pout. No, disagree. I I think at a party or whatever. The pouting maybe. Interesting. I think we've said all we can on this topic. Let's move along. Okay. That's a good way out of it. Right. You raised some good points. Yeah. I, 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 maybe, maybe it's if you've not really as, given me a lot to think about. One uh, another drink. Black and white, as I thought <laughs> yeah. about it. Mm. Oh, in that. Oh, this. I would have been perfect. Can I get you a glass of wine? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. What do you think I left on the table there? I think you had a really, really tough assignment. Mm-hmm. I wine itself being dumb. Sure, wine. The sommelier and whatever. Right. There's a. They're definitely giving us too much information to process. Yeah. With wine, right? Mm-hmm. They're not. <laughs> it's a power game and well, a weird one. Yeah, I, I think you were on the right track, and I think it, the hard part for your argument was that it's it's a it's a lot of cliches. Yeah, the idea we don't want to rehash the fact that the terminology used right. around wine is really boring and hilarious and bad. Right, <laughs> forest floor, mm. wet stone blah 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 to describe the way things taste that it goes too far and we all know this so it's hard to kind of like get really deep into that and embrace it um but the problem is it's like it it's everybody here at the table agrees that it's great that it's deeply layered that it's an art form that it it that being said we probably all agree that art appreciation goes too far as well and gets uh, dumb. So I think there right. was an argument to be made Anything there. Anything can be dumb. <laughs> what? Even I, I wouldn't like. have thought of this at the time, so this isn't like a criticism or anything. I'm just now thinking about argument like, yeah, wine is dumb. It makes you dumb. It is dumb. It's grape juice that's been left in a barrel too long. That's dumb, uh-huh. but it's friggin' great. <laughs> well, who's, okay. What side is that an argument That's on? the side of wine is dumb. Wine, but great. Wine it being dumb is it's what con makes it great. wine isn't dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Tangled wow. Hey, take this one to your next wine mixer, wine yeah. tasting Italian dinner. What do you guys think? Is it dumb? Bring us back a report. Um, on that note, <laughs> it's late. I'm going to take us out of here. We'll see you next week on The Great Debates. The Great Debates is produced by Mark Caracello. The theme song was composed by Christopher Knight. The debaters are Steve Healy and Dave King, and the podcast is moderated by Dan Medina.